Here we are on Thursday morning, June 29th, the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul Apostles. It's good to be with you this morning. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. Let's begin our day in prayer. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place my trust in you. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I believe in your love for me. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is good to be with you on this Thursday morning. We've got two wonderful saints that we celebrate today, and we're going to hear a little bit about them later in the show. Uh, we also are going to be visiting with our friend Zipper Zeppa to hear about a film that has recently been announced. You've probably heard a little bit about it already on our airwaves. We're going to be talking about the natural law today, and then we're going to be visiting with Emily Chapman, who is the co-author of a book called Mary, Mother of All. So, that is ahead on the show today. Before we get to any of that, let's go now to Mike Roberts for our weather and our saint of the day. Today is the solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. We have a tendency to see Peter as a bit of a bumbler, sort of mistake prone, a nice guy with good intentions and a pure heart. But before meeting Jesus, Peter was the leader of a successful business a fishing business in a competitive marketplace and not someone who is faint of heart. Peter was also the first to recognize Jesus as the Messiah after being first with Andrew to be called and to follow. Peter, prompted by John, recognizes the risen Jesus from the boat in Tiberias as Jesus waits on the shore to make breakfast for them. And of course, it is Peter who is given the keys to the kingdom of heaven and who builds the church on earth. His life ends when he is condemned to death by Nero and Peter chooses to be crucified upside down because he does not feel worthy of dying like Christ. Peter was a loyal and loving servant, a powerful force, and he sometimes clashed with Paul, no shrinking violet himself. Paul directly confronts Peter when Peter is showing favoritism to the Jews over the Gentiles. Extremely bright, well-educated and driven, Paul had been a terrifying persecutor of the early church before he was struck down and called by Jesus himself to serve that same church. Paul had to win the trust of the apostles and disciples he'd been trying to imprison and even kill, and then, filled with the Holy Spirit, he would go on to evangelize the world he lived in at the time, an evangelization that has continued across the ages to this very day. Today we will hear from Paul in 2 Timothy. The Lord stood by me and gave me strength so that through me the proclamation might be completed and all the Gentiles might hear it. Saints Peter and Paul, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. A prayer for greater love of Jesus. 
O my Jesus, thou knowest well that I love thee, but I do not love thee enough. O grant that I may love thee more. O love that burnest ever and never failest, my God, thou who art charity itself, enkindle in my heart that divine fire which consumes the saints and transforms them into thee. Amen. May the sacred heart of Jesus be loved in every place. Long ago before time began, the God who sees all laid out a plan, a plan of love, a plan of grace, a plan to show man his holy face. If you like those words, then you're going to love hearing from Emily Stimson Chapman, who teamed together with Scott Hahn to bring the story of Our Lady's role in salvation to children of all ages with Mary, Mother of All. Emily, it is so great to have you with us here on Roadmap to Heaven today. Oh, it is so good to be here. Thank you for having me. So now I have to tell you, normally I get emails from the St. Paul Center saying, Adam, you know, Dr. Han's got a new book out or so-and-so's got a new book out. Would you like to speak with them? And when I saw a children's book about Mary, I was like, oh, this is this is fantastic. Because as a parent, I am always looking for great resources uh, that can help me teach the faith to my children, but also just books that I can say, you know, here's a here's a bedtime book or here's a book to read for whatever time that I don't have to worry about as a parent. So when you say book about Mary for children, <laughs> it's checking off so many boxes for me. I'm really excited about this. So tell us a little bit, uh, you know, how did you and, and, and Dr. Han decide, hey, you know, let's put together a children's book about the Blessed Mother? <laughs> well, you know, for a number of years, um, the, the number one thing that Scott hears from people when he goes out on the road is I'm so worried about my kids or I'm so worried about my grandkids. Like, how do I help them to know the faith? How do I help them to have a relationship with Jesus and his mother that's going to help, you know, help them navigate their way through this world? And so Scott sat down and talked with one of our editors at Emmaus Road. And they're like, OK, what would be great is if we could take you know, some of my best-selling books, you know, this is Scott talking, and put them into a format that makes it accessible for children and enjoyable for children. And so they decided that that was something they wanted to do. And then Scott approached me. So Scott and I've worked together in different capacities for over 20 years. We've written and we've written other books together. I was his assistant way back in grad school. So I've been, I've gotten as like a, another father to me in some ways. Um, and Scott, asked me if I would be willing to start taking some of his best-selling books and turning them into children's books, uh, starting with Hail Holy Queen, which is what Mary, Mother of All is based on. And at first I said, no, because I'm not a, I'm not a children's author. I'm an adult. I write for adults. Um, but thinking about my own children and the quality of the books that were often coming our way, I was like, you know, I'm always fixing the theology or the rhyme schemes in the books I'm reading aloud to my kids. Maybe I should just give this a try. And so I agreed to do the project and I am so glad I did. It has been the most fun thing I have ever gotten to do in 20 years as a professional writer. Okay, so I love to cook, and it's one of those things that as my tastes have evolved as I've grown, I look at what you know adults would refer to as a bouquet of spices. Oh, this is going to be wonderful. There's going to be so many layers of complexity, and my kids are like, Dad, that's spicy. I don't want to eat it. Can we just have plain? You know, like, but you don't know what you're missing. So I don't even know. Where, where do you begin with the, one of the most complex realities for us that – 
we have a blessed mother who from the very moment of her conception was prepared for what God was calling her to. And how do you distill that down to something that children can take in? So I, I want to ask, what's one of your favorite lessons in the book? I mean, We already heard this one brief passage here, but what's one of your favorite things about the book that you hope the children pick up on? I mean, what I really want them to see is how scriptural the teachings on Mary are, and particularly um, you know, one of our goals with all of these books is to start introducing children to the concept of typology, that there are these figures in the Old Testament or events in the Old Testament that prefigure what happens in the New Testament um, so that they can see the connections between the old and the new and really feel at home in scripture. And so I loved being able to show some of the archetypes, you know, the typological figures, prefigurements of Mary in, in Eve, in Bathsheba, the queen mother role, in some of the prophetesses and judges. Like, I'm so excited for little boys and girls to know that when it, when they start to get familiar with scripture, like, oh, there's this person in scripture was somebody who God was using to teach us about Mary. And we want to understand Mary better. We can look at the story in the Old Testament. And that person's going to help us understand her role in our lives and in salvation history a little better. So just the ability to make those connections and start to feel at home navigating the different people that we meet in the pages of scripture. Experience is one of the greatest teachers of all time. There's something that kids pick up from reading books, and whether it's a storybook or a, a book like this, which is part story and, and part teaching, uh, there's something about it that they absorb it differently than if dad were to say, well, let me tell you about all these archetypes in the Old Testament that, <laughs> that prefigure. Dad, what are you talking about here? You know, books are a great tool for our kids. Well, they, you know, they, they paint a picture for the child and they give them a language and they don't necessarily understand everything in the picture. They're not like speaking the language fluently, but it makes it familiar for them. It helps them to sort of learn the landscape. And I'm really lucky because I have um, a two-year-old an almost three-year-old and an almost five-year-old. So talking with these things about them is something I do on a regular basis. And when I'm writing the books, I get to like test it out on them. So I know that like, come listen to mommy's book, come listen to mommy's poem. And it's so fun right now to hear, even my two-year-old can complete the sentences in the book. You know, my three-year-old has it functionally memorized and my almost five-year-old is asking questions like, oh, mom, can you explain more about this to me? And so it's just such a treat to see them like moving through these layers of understanding where it's just a fun book with pretty, you know, pretty Mary and pretty dresses for my little two-year-old daughter to the five-year-old going, can you explain what it means that like Mary's untying knots? What is, what does that mean, mom? And yeah, it's, it's just a joy to, to get to use them here in my own home with my own kids. Oh, that, that is the best. Well, I think of back about 10, 12 years ago, when the new translation was coming out and someone said, aren't we worried that some of these words, you know, like consubstantial, it's a big word. Are kids going to be okay with that? And the speaker said, listen, I work with kids all the time. And if they can understand brontosaurus, you better believe they'll be able <laughs> to understand consubstantial. But it's all because of these foundations that are laid yeah. with, with these books that they read and the time we spend with them. And, you know, in addition to teaching them good theology and just helping them absorb that from a young age. There's nothing better than time with mom and dad just spent doing something. It doesn't have to be extravagant. As much as I love going on vacation with the kids, we can't go on vacation every day, but we can have story time or book time 
each and every day. So what a great resource this is for us. Again, the book is Mary, Mother of All by Emily Stimson Chapman and Dr. Scott Hahn. It's available through Emmaus Road Publishing. And for more information on that, you can go to stpaulcenter.com. That's stpaulcenter.com. Emily, anything we've left out that you want to say about the book before we go to the break here? Uh, well, you know, it's just the first in a series. So the second in the series will be coming out around Christmas time, and that is going to be based upon the Lamb's Supper. So for as excited as I am about the Mary book, I am like counting the days to the Lamb's Supper book comes out. So All right. keep an eye out. Well, that that is something that I'm going to look forward to as well. But you know what? Before we go to the break, we've been talking about the Blessed Mother. It, it, it would be wrong to go to the break without offering some thanksgiving to her. So let's just Let's honor her and pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Emily Stimson Chapman, thank you so much for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere, friends. Prayer for God's blessing of one's daily work. O Lord my God, Creator and ruler of the universe, it is your will that human beings accept the duty of work. May the work I do bring growth in this life to me and to those I love and help to extend the kingdom of Christ. Give all persons work that draws them to you and to each other in cheerful service. I unite all my work with the sacrifice of Jesus in the Holy Mass, that it may be pleasing to you and give you glory. I beg your blessing upon all my efforts with St. Joseph as my example and guide. Help me to do the work you have asked and come to the reward you have prepared. Amen. Here is our catequiz question for you today. And, uh, who was the emperor when Saints Peter and Paul were martyred? Who's the emperor of Rome? You know, I keep wanting to say Caesar, because that's what I think of when I think of the Gospel times. But it was actually the emperor Nero, and both were martyred under Nero in the year 64 AD. An interesting story about St. Peter is that he was fleeing Rome and our Lord appeared to him carrying his cross and heading to Rome. And uh, that was what inspired St. Peter to go back and face his persecution. We're going to get you another check of the weather here on Roadmap to Heaven this morning and then get you our daily dose of encouragement. And then I'll be back with you for more. Stay tuned. A prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, mystical rose, make intercession for Holy Church. Protect the sovereign pontiff. Help all those who invoke you in their necessities. And since you are the ever-Virgin Mary and Mother of the true God, obtain for us from your most holy Son the grace of keeping our faith, of sweet hope in the midst of the bitterness of life of burning charity, and the precious gift of final perseverance. Amen.
It's Thursday. It's time for our daily dose of encouragement. And Patty Schneier is sharing encouragements on how we can become a pro-life witness. Patty, I look forward to what's in store today. Well, today is an easy one. These were recommendations from Brian Westbrook, executive director and CEO of Coalition Life, someone who has dedicated his entire life to the pro-life movement. And he was sharing with me tips and suggestions of just how to become a little bit more of a pro-life witness in the world. So the next thing he said was vote pro-life. Which, okay, I've heard that before. That was not a problem for me. But then he said this, better yet, run for office on local and state levels. Be on school boards, boards for organizations, companies, anywhere where you can have an impact on policy. And this is what was so funny because my reaction to this was, okay, no way, no way. That's where I draw the line. I do not want any part of that. I am not running for anything. And I think most of us would say the exact same thing. And then this is what was so funny about our conversation. And he looked at me in all seriousness and he said, And your reaction is exactly why we need more people. Most people do not want to do this. But if we don't have godly, pro-life, pro-family, pro-marriage people to elect at all, then we forfeit our culture to the culture of death. And I was just, it stopped me dead in my tracks. And again, I know I may not be called in this area, but we've got to pray For those who might be, and maybe on a small level, maybe it's just on an executive board somewhere, maybe it's somewhere, again, a school board, maybe it's on a local level, something small. There are people who have stirrings, who have ambitions for that, and we need to pray that they will step up. So that one was a challenge. It was one where I wanted to completely exempt myself. (laughs) I'll be honest. But he said the difference right now between Missouri and Illinois is the difference between local leaders and those who are willing in the pro-life movement to run for office. Wow, that's a challenge. So bare minimum, at least vote pro-life. But secondly, if you're being called, we do need you to step up. It makes me think of a quote from one of my favorite television shows. Decisions are made by those who show up. And you and I are called to show up. Prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Do you ever walk different when you're listening to a song like that? It just puts a little little something in your step and makes you, I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I do know this. I hope to be counted in that number two. I'd like to be a saint, and that's why we're endeavoring to grow in holiness every day here on Roadmap to Heaven. So let's not forget that because, uh, you know, dare I say, heaven will be even more joyful than that song was. And uh, the goal is to get there. But we can't get there without daily conversion, without, and especially without God's grace. We have to turn to the sacraments that he left us. And uh, we have to turn away from sin and seek to do God's will each and every day. It can be difficult, 
but we have to do it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, once again, thanks for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. It's always great to spend the first hour of the day with you. Tomorrow we're going to continue talking about saints and some fascinating things about them as well. And uh, you'll have to tune in for that. In the meantime, have a great Thursday. Go out there and be holy today. Live your calling that God has called you to in your particular vocation. And please especially remember what the Blessed Mother has asked us, each and every one of us, to do, and that is to pray your rosary today.